Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. to the Neil Haley Show, also the Media Giant Effect, and I'm excited to welcome the program Jack Martin and Veronica St. Clair of La Brea from NBC. How are you guys, Jack and Veronica? Fantastic. How are you doing? Awesome. So awesome. Let's just jump specifically enough into the premise of the show for people who have not seen it. Jack, go ahead and tell us. A giant hole opens up in the middle of Los Angeles and a bunch of people get sucked into it and they wake up in LA in 10,000 BC. Whoa. That, that, that's, that, that, that's so crazy. It's because just imagine if something like that would occur and we, you know, we're so into the supernatural and things that are just can never happen. And it's become such a popular thing. Veronica, I'm sure when you heard about, you know, got this gig, you were so pumped up based on this storyline and how it, it occurs. Cause wow. Could you imagine us going back that far? Oh my gosh. I have to imagine doing that every day. <laughs> and we're still in Australia shooting that, uh, shooting the second season. So, I mean, literally, I was working earlier today. So um, every day I'm imagining it. And it's wild. And it gets wilder with every script that we get. Uh, we just we just actually got the season finale script um, tonight. And Jack and I were just like thumbing through it, texting each other, being like, this is epic. Every time you think it's going to go somewhere, it goes in the opposite direction and two steps further than that. And we love it. And Jack, you must love shooting where you're shooting, right? With the just an amazing landscape background, just really just in an environment that we just haven't experienced, right? By doing the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think Veronica hit the nail on the head when she said it. it it's, it's epic. It's so epic. It's just um, it's an unbelievable landscape out here. The nature is is incredible. And, and, and we shoot deep in nature on these real sets. We use a lot of practical effects. The whole clearing set that you see in the show is real. We have these we have these burning buildings, these exploded cars, these giant ruins, and we have a bunch of different sets like that that are that are hours outside of the city here. And and that's just really cool. You know, I really love nature, and so getting to shoot out there is really cool, and it um, really immerses you in the environment of the show. You we know, had a kangaroo jump through set. Oh like, my gosh! Yeah. Yeah, there, there was a Netflix yeah. movie. Uh, there's this real horror movie. It was like ranked really well, or Amazon that showed kangaroos and how crazy it is. That's, that's got to be so cool to have nature because we don't get the chance, Jack and Veronica, for nature. I remember when I was traveling and I got to experience nature and just forget about you know how we were, you know the days of what we we're dealing with COVID. We're all stuck in our houses and to really explore and feel like we're away from the environment that we usually hang out. In. Isn't that true, guys? 
It's so true. Um, I think people are, are really sick of being cooped up. And I, I think that's one of the appeals of the show too. Also it's, 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 it's an escape in and of itself. And you get to go to this totally different environment, different time. I will say though, something about the nature that I don't think either of us or any of us in the cast expected was that Melbourne, Australia is incredibly rainy. I mean, it's raining every day, like flood level rain. (laughs) So that is the one thing about the show that while you're watching it, I don't think you realize like how long it takes us to shoot this show because we have to stop for rain all the time over here. It's crazy. So what do you do to kick back when you're you hopefully have streaming, right? You're hopefully able to do something on the, your phone or something when you're waiting in between shots, right? Or is there just the one thing about nature? <laughs> the thing about nature is we are in the bush. <laughs> There's no service out here. But no, we have each other. We have we've got great company here. I love hanging out with Jack. Jack and I, we we're we're always out here cracking jokes, True. chatting it up. It's good times. And Jack, that's got to be hard because we have to be staying connected all the time with no service. You're not, it, basically, it's back to the days when I grew up, when we didn't have cell phones, when literally we left the house, we didn't communicate unless we communicated on a landline. Can you imagine that, Jack? So th- there you go. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely a big shift. I actually think it's kind of nice. I, I'm, I'm so sick of spending so much time on my phone that it, it's pretty nice to just, you know, not live like that for a little bit. I think it's kind of funny. I actually think it's the, the older people on the cast that didn't grow up like that, that have a tougher time with it. Okay. Interesting. All right. So <laughs> guys, basically second season airs Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern on NBC. You can catch up on Peacock, which I love Peacock. I am always checking out the pro wrestling documentaries because I'm a former pro wrestler, Jack and Veronica. But ultimately, that is an oh. that everyone that's, oh. that's the streaming service you need to have is Peacock. They give you the most bang for your buck. I'm not I'm seriously plugging it because I love watching Peacock compared to some of these other streaming platforms. It really offers a lot of great stuff so people can catch up that way. And where can we connect quickly, Jack? Your social media and Veronica, your social media. Yeah, it's uh it's it's real Jack Martin on Instagram. All right. How about you? And I'm at Veronica St. Clair, spelled normally. All right. Well, we appreciate it, guys. All right, you're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. We're back to The Neil Haley Show and also the media giant effect. I'm excited to welcome first my co-host, Kim Sorrell, author of Love Is. Kim, how are you? And I are, you're excited about our guest today, Robert, aren't you? Fantastic. Yeah, I am so excited about our guest. I am happy to be here. Thank you, Neil. I hope you're doing great, too. Robert Amaya, my word. I don't even know. I was trying to count how many films you've been in in the last... Not that many years, really, and you are always busy. Uh, it seems like I don't know if you ever get a day off, if you get any rest, because <laughs> it just seems like you are just busy all the time. From Miami, right? Born and raised in Miami. I was raised in Miami. I was born in California, actually, but I moved when I was about ten years old because my mom couldn't take the earthquakes anymore. So instead, oh. we went to Miami and got a bunch of hurricanes. But go figure. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, it is so great to have you here. I know you've got a couple films coming out and are pretty passionate about the things you're doing these days. So I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, you know what? I've been I've been very blessed that ever since, uh, particularly post during the pandemic and now post pandemic. Uh, God has opened up a lot of doors to be able to just uh, do more work. And and, and with that, um, I think it's so important to be able to find opportunities to, to smile and laugh and feel good, especially during the pandemic. 
And so that's exactly the body of work I've been involved with um, ever since. And so I'm very blessed in that regard uh, that I myself got to be able to, to just be with people and, and, and do these amazing projects. But then also just to bring laughter and, and smiles into the home, which is, uh, for me, just even, even a, a bigger thing. Uh, isn't that great, Kim? And again, he has two different films coming out on Pure Flix. Let's talk first about Nothing is Impossible, Robert. Yeah, Nothing's Impossible is an outstanding movie. It's really a story about redemption and, and a story about um, understanding that God's timing doesn't always line up with your own. It, I got the opportunity to play a character named Nick Martin, who's a best friend of our lead, played by David R. White. Um, and, and you just get to see this beautiful chemistry of a man who – um, uh, who has his best friend that's very encouraging uh, of him and of his of his dreams and what he he's always wanted to do uh, because of his past he just uh, he never got to live up to a dream in basketball in the NBA and now there's an opportunity to maybe live out that dream in a very uh, interesting way and so um, it's that story it's a fun story but it's so full of heart and the quality is just top notch. I recommend it to everyone. And it's, it's safe for families, safe for everyone to watch and something you can be proud of. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that is something that has really evolved that is so wonderful as a Christian to see Christian films. And, you know, they used to have this reputation of being kind of cheesy and now they are, I know, I'm so sad to say, but it's so true, right? Well, no, it's true. Absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely true. The, the cheese factor was high in the, in the genre. <laughs> but, you know, again, it goes to show you that I think um, when people began to realize that uh, God is the one who owns creativity, I mean, he is the creator. And when we truly tap into him, then we can see creativity in its most beautiful form begin to, to, to come out. And I think, I think as people have grown with confidence, have uh, also learned, you know, have, have trained themselves and have learned more, they've been able to come out. As technology has also, you know, evolved and it's made it easier for more people to, to jump into filmmaking. It has just been, it's been an amazing ride, but it's wonderful to see such great quality begin to emerge in the faith-based industry. And you think about the greatness, Robert, we always start thinking, you know, certain verses in the Bible that state, you know, that we're to really not in ways achieve in ways. And that's not true. That's just specific verses. But ultimately, God wants what's great, best for us and what's going to be best for our lives so we can transform society. So I think that more and more of these films come out and more and more people see, hey, we, we can be happy with God right? Not, okay, we're just going to be stagnant. We can grow. We can become whatever we want to be to serve, right? Isn't that true? Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, who doesn't have or know a person that, that you, just, you just wish you could spend more time with because you just feel good when you're around them or you, know, you feel inspired when you're around them or you just feel like, man, you can, you can do anything when you're around them. Well, just imagine if we actually looked at God that way, if we hung out with God that way, if we understood what he's about, then yeah, we would be way more inspired. We would be way more uh, motivated to go out there and, and provide excellence for him and for others as we serve each other. Um, in the end, you know, it, this is all entertainment. There's entertainment uh, behind this, this industry. But just because it's entertainment doesn't mean it has to be false or it has to be riddled with, with false promises. 
That's the beauty of faith-based entertainment is that we get to bring something that's real, that's true, that's based on truth, ultimately that's based on God. Um, and that's something that mainstream, quote-unquote mainstream, cannot offer the, the way that we do. And so uh, I'm very, very blessed that I've been able to be a part of all that. No, yeah, well, and it's so inspirational. Like um, even the part that you play in that movie, I love it. You're so funny. And, and here you are so real because you've uh, flunked out of school how many times trying to be a minister? <laughs> From seminary, yeah. Yeah, the seminary. And, and so it's just, um, you know, I mean, everybody's got their thing, right? Everybody goes through stuff. And so to be a real person and, and something that people can relate to, I think that's so important. And then it's so inspiring. Uh, to the whole story of the movie and of the, the movies and to bring inspiration and not just, um, I don't know, it, it's wonderful to walk out of a movie feeling good, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's really where it comes down to being able to walk away, uh, hopefully with a new perspective, with a new inspiration, um, feeling motivated and just feeling good. I mean, you know, you didn't feel like you walked out with a bunch of different agendas. You just walk out feeling like, hey, that movie really just touched me. I, I want to go do something. That's what we hope to do. I mean, that's what I always hope to do in whatever role I do. I think the industry at large, particularly faith-based, has just realized that um, we don't have to kind of like, you know, pretend that things are beautiful just because you're a Christian. You know, Christians are human right. beings. What makes it beautiful is that our God takes that and does something amazing with it. That is real. And that's the truth, Robert. And the fact is that if you don't think you're going to have challenges in your life, you're not living. If you don't think yeah. that's going to go wrong in your life, you're not living. You're living under a rock. You're trying to avoid because we're going to have these trials. We're going to have these tribulations and we're going to still move forward. And we're going to still move forward because if we have a purpose every day waking up, it's a totally different life than a lots of people are living. And having the faith that you can move mountains changes things so much, doesn't it, Robert? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, that's one of the most amazing things about nothing is impossible is the fact that it brings you that. It brings you that ability to see that, you know what, um, again, things may not be in your own timing. It's in God's timing, but it doesn't mean that you've said goodbye to that thing. Like a lot of us, we have our callings and we'll put it on the shelf somewhere because we said, you know what, when I was younger, I'm not young anymore or I'm too young. You know, the other way I've seen it as well. And you kind of want to put it away and ignore it that, you know, what, uh, that was for another time. Yet it continues to kind of, you can hear that voice, that calling. It continues to, to bug you because you're like, man, what if, what if, what if? Well, you know what? Uh, I think this is the kind of film, uh, Nothing's Impossible allows you to go, hey, maybe that what if means now is the time. Um, and I think that is the uh, a great question to ask ourselves and, and to, to spend time with God asking um, that maybe those dreams that we had, um, that was just the wrong time when we first had them. It's for now, such a time as this. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, you know, I think people uh, sometimes limit themselves. And, and squash those dreams and think that they're too old or they should have started younger or whatever it should be. But absolutely nothing is impossible without, with, with God, absolutely nothing is impossible. Right, so that's right. Yeah. It's such a great message. And then 
an unlikely angel. Oh my word. I love you in that movie. It is so good. That it seems like that was a really fun one to do. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. Again, it was a great cast, great crew that we had, uh, great director and Darrell Nelson and, and, and what he brought to the table. Um, the whole story was just so beautifully written and I think it was beautifully executed. And again, that's another film where we see you know, if you had this trajectory for your life that you thought you were supposed to follow, and God may have another avenue. Sometimes the best dream for us is a different dream, is a dream that he's got for us, and we don't realize it until we're willing to say, okay, until we're willing to listen uh, to see what God has for us. And I think Unlikely Angel um, just brings that message. It brings a message of, you know what, maybe you're not seeing the entire picture. Let's give you a what if. Um, just so you can see that other side, and then you get to to see if maybe God was always right to begin with. Robert, one thing Napoleon Hill said, uh, the you know, it's amazing some of his stuff that he brings for entrepreneurs, but also in faith, is there's a seed and benefit in everything. In everything, so every moment there's a seed of benefit to it. So ultimately, we don't know why things are happening to us at that point in time. We need to like put it in our notebooks when we do have those especially as an entrepreneur and a business owner like myself the roller coaster ride when i'm all the way up i need to write it down but also when i'm all the way down and then say really should i felt that down and what did i learn from that and that's what god tries to teach us you know what that's that's so that's such a great piece of advice i think writing it down is, is a beautiful thing to do because uh, you know, and God, God would have his people. I mean, think about Israel, right? They would, they would create these little monuments so people don't forget, so that you don't forget the stories. And I think writing those things down as we go through life is beautiful because we get to go back. You know, when we have lows, perhaps we go back and we read about a high, or we read even about another low. And what it does is it gives us perspective. Perspective is so important because God's perspective is up here. And honestly, we're way down here. And when we get to go and see our journey, we get to see a greater perspective, a little bit of how God sees our entire lives and the lives that we've affected and those that affect us. And so when we are able to just separate a little bit, go back to that book, like you said, and, and, and read about our past, we get to see that there was purpose um, behind everything. Not that we ever, ever necessarily are going to know what the specific purpose of it is, but we walk away at least knowing that there's something to learn. There's something to look back on and to reflect on. Again, unlikely angel just gave us that ability to be able to have a what if moment, to look back at our at a life, the life of our lead character there um, through the, the, the help of an angel and, and be able to see that God's way, um, he does have a way. He does have a purpose and he's still looking out for your best interests. And, and yeah, think, well, and, you know, I think too, the beauty of it is that that with God, of course, we're never alone, but also having each other, you know, with, there's a, a community within Christianity that is special that when you um, like, like just even talking to you now, there's automatically a connection because of because we share our faith and sharing faith is, is just so huge. And then being able to help each other through those tough times and through those difficult moments. And, you know, whether you're an angel <laughs> or just a person is um, just a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, again, it's uh, we have a, a common father and because we have the same father, uh, we are all related. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all part of a greater kingdom, part of a greater family. Um, and I think that that's why believers can come together and like this, they can just, you know, immediately 
just take off in conversation because they, they share the same joy. Uh, it's all about community too. I mean, that's why God it, it instructed for there to be a growth in community. That's what he wanted in the church. I mean, that's one of the things I love to do online, like uh, in all my social media, which by the way is at real Robert Amaya throughout all my social media. I always try to create that sense of community. I love to hear people. I love to hear their testimonies, particularly. I love to hear what God's doing in their lives. Uh, because that's so encouraging. You know, we talked about writing down on a journal or something, uh, our own journeys. Well, man, sharing those things yeah. is also incredibly valuable. And because what God puts you through sometimes is not just for you. Sometimes it's because that person next to you needs to hear about that and learn about it. And it's going to be so encouraging for them. You know, this is not just a consumption thing. It's it's a sharing thing. It's one big feast and, and we are one big family. And Kim wrote a book called Love Is. Explain that really quick and ask your final question to Robert. Yeah, so uh, um, I was diagnosed with cancer a few years ago, and my husband was four months later and passed away six weeks after that. And it made me question the real meaning of love, you know, because John says that God is love. So love is something you are rather than just something you give. And so I went on this year long journey in search of the true meaning of love. Most of the time I was in Haiti when I was working on it. And I found out things about love that I have never heard before. I've never been taught before and changed my life. And I know would change anybody's life and, and would change the world if we really lived love the way, you know, if, if we answered the question, what would love do? You know, that that's a pretty universal thing, but we need to understand what love is first in order to do it. And Love plays such a huge part in a relationship, in any relationship, but our relationship with God, obviously, and the kind of love that he has for us and and then the kind of love that we try to have for each other or should have for each other. And uh, how does that play into your life? I mean, um, love is big, I think, in anybody's life, but, but where do you see it? How does that play in? You know, I often talk about how... Um, unfortunately our, our modern day, particularly the English language is so limited because we have one word and that's love. But love is so much word, so much more than just one word. It's so much more descriptive because a lot of people use love in whatever way they want to use love, whether, you know, it's a romantic or whether it's mothering or, you know, there's so many facets to love and what it means, loving of your fellow man. That's all about the scriptures. The scriptures, you know, again, our translations have to use the language. And so we have one word called love. But boy, that Greek, that old Greek, that, 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 that early, those early manuscripts, they had different words for what love meant. And so just like what you said, to me, understanding when it, when it says God is love, yeah, there's a verb there. That means it's an act. It's a choice also. Um, and so, you know, when you go down and you see that um, you, you read about what love is and love is patient, love is kind, and you go down that list, um, people often read that in, in a wedding or somewhere, you know, in 1 Corinthians, uh, uh, Corinthians 13, and they, they read it like it's a, this, a beautiful thing, uh, and it is, but we also have to read it like it's a warning. There are things that are going to require patience. There are times you're not going to want to behave a certain way. That's what love is. That's where love shines. You know, that's how we can love our enemies. Not because of what they're doing to us. It's nothing to do about our enemies. 
has everything to do with what we're choosing to do because we were also God's enemies at one point, and yet he loved us while we were yet sinners, the Bible describes. So, um, yeah, love, uh, unfortunately, is limited in this language, but love, anyone who explores that path like you did, it's an amazing thing because love is so much more than just a word. It is a, a state of being. It is a pursuit. It is a choice, and it is an experience. All right. So, Again, the both movies are now available on Pure Flix. And Robert, you already said where people can follow you. We appreciate it. And thanks for stopping by. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. You too. You're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show. And we'll be back in just a moment. We're back to The Neil Haley Show and also The Media Giant Effect. And my guest today is Cheryl Burgett. And Cheryl is helps solopreneurs, entrepreneurs to get more sales. And the thing that I'm going to find out from Cheryl today is they just don't get it. The, the missing component is they think that they're on social media, they have a following, they put out a social media post, that's going to equate to sales. Or they hire somebody for SEO, that's going to equate to sales. And that's not true at all, is it? And then it's a part of it, but it's not the end of the, of the game, Cheryl, right? Exactly. You know, Neil, one of the things that I've known in my business from the very get-go is you have to have a presence on social media. People have to know who you are. That's just a really a credibility unless you have a name. And one of the things that I always say to people is you can't hang a shingle and expect people to come to you. Nobody knows who the heck you are. So um, only 20% of your business will come from social media your entire business career. So you got to be 80% offline, picking up the phone, calling people. Let me go to the part of Clubhouse that showed me that. And that's where I said, if I wouldn't have spent like 17 hours when I was one of the top, not in top influencer, but I was the first to get the, uh, where I could get, you know, um, be able to monetize on Clubhouse. So I was, I was pretty popular. I had big crowd. I was spending so much time there and all I needed to do is do my radio show and podcast. I'm going to got more business. And the, the, the fact was because it is taking people offline. The process is to create a relationship and then talk offline, whatever it is. If it's speaking, which Suzanne Evans talked about when I was doing my talk today, same thing came up. I said, no, no that's so true. I got to do that more because sure as heck after 9,000 interviews, I think I can go out there and do a talk, right? No problem. I show up anywhere and talk about podcasting or social media and have people's attention because you have to get their attention like your glasses get someone's attention. Love that, Cheryl, about you. But that's what's needed. you got to take things offline. It can't be this, hit my link, and you're going to push by. No. No. If it's $47 or less, that's what I tell my clients. If it's $47 or less, that's going to be the ones that they will press by a right. book or something without talking to someone. Right. $47? You need to talk to a lot more people. Why is that? Why won't yeah. people buy a $199 course, $399? Unless you're a big name, they probably would potentially, but they right. still want to talk to somebody. They do. I think that so many people have taken classes that they haven't done. That's one of the reasons. Or it hasn't, or they don't believe it hasn't worked because they don't know what they don't know. So they're being blindsided by thinking that this, this system is going to work for them and they're looking for the magic bullet guess what guys, there's no magic bullet. 
One of the things I tell my clients all the time is you got to get them on a conversation, especially if you're selling any other high ticket item. I mean, even like I said, even 497, Suzanne did a three-day training one time for a $497 product. And I thought to myself, that taught me in that moment what people are willing to pay for because she's, as we both know, is great with her content, gave people tons of value. And when you have people that are just sitting around waiting for people to come to them, you're not giving anything. And but so see, the problem, they got to watch the marketers are out there like sharks saying, guess what? You All you got to do is a webinar and you're going to get sales. It's, you, you have no followers on social media. No one knows you, but they're going to buy your stuff. They're going to even buy your book. No, right. it's brand awareness. But when you're talking the higher level, you got to pick up the phone and call. And this is what, why do you think they're, they, they, that misconception's out there? You know, I think that they're just, like I said, they, they're just ignorant. They don't know. They are really good at what they do and they expect their friends, family, and everyone else to recommend them, to talk about them. But guess what? We are flooded with information every day. And so you have to stand out in a way, which generally means picking up the phone and calling someone and being interested in what their problem is. Know the problem you solve, right? And look for people who have that problem. Um, you know, uh, I had somebody decline working with me because she said, I heard you have people picking up the phone. I said, yeah, I don't have them do cold calls necessarily, but I have them picking up the phone after they've made an offer, after they've, you know, given them a, given a talk. That's one of my favorite ways to build the business. Um, but you have to be the one that's hustling on the phone, reaching out because you know what? No one's looking for you unless you're a celebrity, a politician, or a, um, an athlete, a professional athlete. So there you go. I'm not any of those. <laughs> and I honestly believe, and let's give you an example. If you, there was a Tony Robbins course that was a high level course, not his event. Yeah, people will pay a thousand bucks for his event or more or different things or Grant Cardone, they'll spend the money. But ultimately, when it came to something that was a long mastermind thing where it's just a higher ticket item, you know, $2,000 a month, $3,000 a month or more, they have to talk to a sales team. So just because you think that they're not going to go and take your course for a mastermind type course for, let's say, $5,000, unless you're talking to them, unless you're going to tell them the ROI. So what tips do you say? Because people hate to send that LinkedIn message. And this is my last question because I wish I had more time. I told you, contact me. We'll have more time. I'll talk about this all day long. You send in that glorious LinkedIn message that's so icky after connecting. How do you do that that doesn't feel so icky? So you can get them on the phone or talk to them. What's you know your what? recommendation? My recommendation is, first of all, be committed to knowing them what their problem is and see if it's a fit, let go of the outcome. So we can't be attached to the outcome of any conversation. Attachment feels icky, but we can be committed to an outcome to serve people in a way that they're not used to being talked to or served. It's not about making the sale at the end of the day. It's about how can you serve someone and really give them solid outcome. All right, Cheryl, I could talk to you for hours, but we only have a short period of time. Cheryl, best place people can connect with you is go where? Go to my website, Cheryl Burgett, B-U-R-G-E-T-O. Cheryl, you should spell that first. Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, Burgett, B-U-R-G-E-T, 
com, and you can find me there to um, do a shift your sales call. So happy to do that for any of your listeners. Neil, it's been an amazing time. I love being on this show and thanks for putting it out there. Appreciate it, Cheryl. Thanks again. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Back to the Neil Haley Show. My guest today is going to talk about the quality of your words and how words really affect our relationships. So my guest today is Annette Pang. Annette, thanks for stopping by. And you're talking about the quality of your words. Why is that? Is it wor words really bring a feeling in a relationship? I, I agree, but I want to kind of get your expertise in it. Yes, they do. And I first want to say thank you as my first words to you uh, for having me. Um, and in fact, kind of as an aside, I was in Portugal in May for a whole month. And the word Sodad came up over and over again. And it has such a meaning of nostalgia. People cry when they talk about Sodad and they can sing about it too. I find that words that we say to each other as a care home owner for 21 years, that it could make or break a relationship. A gripe can last a lifetime to a point where they don't want to say goodbye <sighs> to their moms or dads at deathbed. Oh, no. Even though we call them, come by. She's going to go anytime. And they, they just want to snub her or him. So it's, it's a, it moved to me to do this, Neil. I just felt like I've got to do something to nip it in the bud really fast yes. so that people don't lose face just because they said the words and they just don't know how to get recover from it, repair. And what I do is kind of a really simpleton system that gets people who are hard rock estranged talking again oh goodness yes. my last case was michelle who auntie sued her mother over some uh real estate debt and she brought her auntie back in uh, rejuvenation and reunion with her mother a month and a half before mother uh, the auntie died oh so it is possible to convert and it's all the words you say when you say it and how to recover in the words, you have to really understand the other person before saying it. You hit it on the head, Neil. That's one of my three things. The first is walking in someone else's shoes. Just really wondering why that person just gets all hot and hissy over something. And the second thing is your own self-control, cooling your jets. When you just are like, why does it get you so triggered? And then, of course, the words you say. You know that little toy that's like a whistleblower that goes, woo, woo, that little shrill toy. You can say one thing that is very calm and peaceful. You can say the same meaning that is just shrill. So and loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Obnoxious, shocking, rude, offensive. These are the things that you need to have coaches like yourself to be available, especially when you're going through these types of challenges in family life and stuff like that. Where can people find information on Annette? Such great information. Where can they go? Thank you. Thank you, Neil. AnnettePang.com. And you can call me. Um, I'm listed in a special book of brilliant coaches. And I just want to say that um, people can find me there too. And I'd love to chat. I, I can help people turn around in just 
a few sessions. All right, Matt, appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Neil. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Back to the Neil Haley Show. And my guest today, I had on last year, and we talked about telling a story and how you tell a story through many different ways. But now we're going to talk about brand story. Barbara Menino, Barbara, thanks for stopping by. And so let's go right into it specifically enough. Brand story is a little bit different than, you know, telling your story. Now you're about your brand because you have to have a brand to tell the story and then connect that into your marketing. So explain some of the stuff you want to share. So first of all, Neil, I want to say that I'm really happy to be here and appreciate the opportunity. When I talk brand story, I am really talking about the DNA of your business, the engine that drives your business. So what are you made of? In small businesses, particularly, this is important because you are the business. But even in large corporations, the person at the top becomes symbolic of that brand. So what are that person's values, beliefs, purpose, intention? And how does he care about the rest of the world and serve his constituents? All right. So let's... so. Give me some, that that's, makes complete sense. So how would that look? Like, what, what do we start first of all when you look at our brand story? So my process, I firmly believe, begins with digging deep. And you can look at it another way. It's like pulling a, a ball of yarn and pulling the string from somewhere deep in the center where your essence is, your soul, your inspiration. And not trying to sound too woo-woo, But in fact, it is all that soft stuff, if you will, the heart of you that influences your perception of the world, influences what's right with it, what's wrong with it, how things should be. And as a result of that, how you can help people. So literally, you have to have a story. Yes, it has to be written. And then when you go out in the world and speak, you reflect what is written in that story so that people can get who you are. In a way, it's like Simon Sinek's golden circle and that very important one on the inside, the why. You got to figure out your why. figure out your why. And you know what Simon Sinek says? Companies that lead with why instead of how and what are the companies that not only survive, but that thrive. Makes complete sense. Once you figure that out, you have your story. So define a brand for me. So you're talking about, you've talked about story because you definitely understand that is an important part of your business. And then a brand story that create the content. But when do you define someone's brand? How do you do that business or personal? So that to me is the first step, particularly in business. I think a personal brand is a little more evolutionary. And actually, the two are very interrelated. You really have to have a personal brand as well as, and frankly, before you have a business brand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people think logos, fonts, and colors, and they think, hmm. That is what brand is. And really, what they really need is the story. When I say story, I'm talking about your verbal identity. 
What are the adjectives that describe you? What are the adjectives that describe your character? How do you show up when you're out in the world? What is your behavior like? It is truly this wonderful, squishy middle of it all. It's even you with your vulnerabilities and your fallibilities, because we are, after all, human. And at the end of the day, a brand, whether business or personal, is all about being human. It's all about, you're right, about all about being human, because people now need to, we're in a like-for-like society. So you basically have to have people are in the trust economy. They're not going to hire somebody or buy it something unless they truly know, like, and trust you. So you have to have the personal brand to lead to the business brand and have everything in together. And they understand the story of what they're buying into at the end of the day. Uh, that's, you know, that's absolutely correct. And what you said about a trust economy it is through the brand story that people get to know you and the famous phrase, know, like, and trust you. And they get a true sense of what's in it for me, because that is, after all, the number one customer question. Okay, Barbara, where can people connect with you and find out more information on where can they go? Um, well, my website is www.barbaramenino.com, and I can spell that out if anybody wants to write that down. Barbara Traditional, B-A-R-B-A-R-A. Menino is M-A-N-N-I-N-O. So it's Barbara at barbaramenino.com. And actually, if they would go to chatwithbarbara.com, chatwithbarb.com, which is a section of my website, they will be able to get a free takeaway about winning and keeping the hearts and minds of your customers, which is all about brand, and the opportunity for a free brand checkup session to see whether they're operating on all the cylinders they should be. All right. Well, definitely people need to look at that. Thanks for stopping by, Barbara, and I appreciate it. Love being here. Thanks so much. Take care. You're, you're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment. We're back to The Neil Haley Show. And my guest today is going to talk about how our personal style, who we are, our, our image keeps us from growing or not growing. So our guest today is Arlene Stearns. Arlene, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. I'm doing great. Thank you. I love being here. All right. I appreciate it. So let's talk about this and why is it that your personal style, the person, what you, the way you dress, the way you act, the way it keeps you from growing or not growing. What is, what is the reason for that? Whether we like it or not, we're judged. We're judged. The minute we walk in the room, people look at us, they look at our appearance, what we're wearing, and they decide almost in the blink of an eye about our capability and our credibility. So if we don't look trustworthy, if we don't look like we have money, they're not going to spend money with us and they're not going to listen to our message. Wow. And that's the thing where two years ago I was wearing a suit coat and tie, like being a teacher still, to now wearing uh, you know, more stylish type of a shirt, you know, more, I guess, I'm in better shape. All those different things I've seen in the last two years of transformation doing Suzanne's since I was doing this that I'm changed because I understand that fact. 
The more younger you can look at times, the more energy you have, the better looking you can be, the more opportunities you have. And the, it's, it's the truth. It's just, it's life. Or, you know, how you differentiate yourself from other people when they meet you and different things. That's what you're talking about, right? Exactly. Because you want to stand out from the competition. You want to have that little edge that makes you memorable. Just think of how many realtors there are, how many people in the financial field. So what's that one thing that can, that can give you that little edge that can make you memorable? And you can do it through your personal style. And as we all know, things have gotten a lot different in the past two years because we didn't have to worry about what we look like from just the chest up. That was it. We didn't have to get dressed. So now people are struggling, you know, finding out that their things aren't fitting them anymore. They don't look the same in them anymore. And, they're, and things have gotten much more casual. So how can you look put together, look your best and still be comfortable? Because I hear that word a lot and I want people to be comfortable for sure. So style, let's talk about the style. So that's the big thing. If you're not wearing clothes that are, that are expensive brands in certain ways that look like that, then people are going to think they're not going to buy from you. It sounds like it's, there's different things that are out there in your style that makes who you are. It just sounds like that you're talking about. It doesn't have to be ultra expensive. You can really look put together um, without spending a ton of money okay. without breaking the bank. Let's say um, there are, for women, there are 10 essential pieces, power pieces that every successful woman has. They don't have to be Gucci or, um, you know, well, Gucci stays, stay, or, or Louis Vuitton to make people to put value on you, for people to see you as valuable. You can look put together um, by wearing, by making sure that you have clothes that truly fit you in every sense of the word. So I like to use some F words. One is the focus is on you, like who you really are and genuinely are. You need to be comfortable in your skin and comfortable in what you're wearing. And and does it express who you are? Does it fit your lifestyle? Does it fit your, your personality and your profession? All those things are really important. And then does it literally fit you? Then does it flatter you? Does it hit you in the right place? Is it the right color? All of that is part of who you are. It's part of your personal brand. And you have to look at those things. And that's where you have the professional photos done, all those different things to make sure that you have your professional shots, all those things to make you ahead above the rest when you're at your website or anything saying, okay, wow, this person is not like everyone else I'm talking to about this business. I'm blown away by uh, different things. So style. So, and you work mostly with women when it comes to style? I work mostly with women. I have worked with men, but I really feel like my mission is to help women really break through that glass ceiling. So they get paid like a lead. They look like a leader. So they get paid like a leader. I love it. That's great. So where can people find information on you and learn more about you? Where can they go? Everything is very consistent. It's imageupsystem.com. And they can go there. They can do gift from Arlene and get the 10 pieces that every woman should have in her closet. And then they can have a conversation with me to see if they have the right 
10 pieces, the right style that really do make them stand out from all the rest? Well, I know for a fact it has a lot to do with everything about our image is important. So if we're an entrepreneur business owner, we need to take care of our health. We got to dress nice. We have to smell nice. We have to look good as best we can for who we are. And if we're not doing that and putting the time and effort in, we're not going to get the best clients and we're not going to grow our business. So I appreciate all the time, Arlene, and thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Uh, we're back to The Neil Haley Show, also the media giant effect, and we talk about habits, a tiny habits coach. Because I think that habit is something that takes time to develop, and then once you develop it, it's a great, it becomes something that's second nature. My guest today is going to explain it. So I'm excited to welcome her. I'm Cindy Acre Hammond. Uh, Cindy, thanks for stopping by. How are you? Hi, Neil. Great. Thanks for having me. All right. So let's talk about what is a tiny habits coach? Explain that. Well, um, tiny habits are, a, it's a behavior design to help one figure out how to make change in their life by developing new habits where you take small behaviors that are embedded in your normal routines. And then you, after you do something like, you know, start your coffee maker, you will do five push-ups, and then you need to celebrate because the celebration helps the motivation center in your brain, the dopamine to say, Hey, this is a great habit. I'm going to do it again. So you can change just about anything in your life that you want to change by just working on small, tiny habits. It's easy, simple, and um, no stress, no fuss, no muss. Small, tiny habits. So, so interesting. And so these are mostly health habits, right? Well, it can be health habits. That's the area of focus that I choose to have, Neil. Um, people, the American public just hasn't been responsible for their own health care. And the statistics are unbelievable. Um, we've got, you know, like 70% of the people are overweight. 68% um, of individuals have at least one chronic health condition. One in two men, one in three women are going to get cancer. And you're like, holy moly, you know, and a half. These statistics are, you know, terrible. And these are statistics before the pandemic. So they're going to be- Oh, we don't want the statistics afterwards, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. We don't know. We only anticipate it's going to be worse. So it's like America, I'm just encouraging America to kind of wake up and, you know, get busy and be responsible because if there is another pandemic, the way people are leaving the healthcare system, like I retired early because I could, um, the way that people are leaving the healthcare system, if there's another pandemic, there's not going to be anybody left to take care of us. So we need to oh, wow. kind of switch up our thinking and, and do it ourselves. Learn, learn how to do it ourselves because of the experience level you've gone through. You understand that, and you're now saying things that ultimately, at one point, you might not have been able to give advice to your patients because of the fact is that you know there's specific set things. Hey, you know what? You can do this yourself, which not nah, people won't. Right. right, right. So, okay, yeah, get on that blood pressure medication because if we give you advice, oh, do it yourself, lose some weight, get on the gym, you know, cut down your salt intake, and you won't need blood pressure medication. And if they don't follow that habit and they took the blood pressure medication, didn't take it, then they died, then you're <laughs> in that phase. Now, as a health coach, you can kind of say, there's ways, there are other ways to get healthy. And so you talk about that tiny habit. So let's say, you, you know, some, I, the last three weeks I haven't hit the gym. I'm hitting the gym tomorrow. Oh my gosh, I've been traveling and then I had this event. Okay. Now I'm like, okay, gym tomorrow, 7 a.m. I'm there. 
Okay. The thing is that what happens, how can I use tiny habits myself work with adding certain health types of things involving working out throughout the day. So I don't have to hit the gym for 30 minutes to an hour. Sometimes that's something you just talked about with the five pushups. What kind of recommendations do you have that way? Well, what are, what is your goal? Or I mean, it's real abstract to, you know, lose weight, you know, you need no, to. I've already lost the weight. I'm oh, excellent. I mean, excellent. So I'm, I'm six foot 10, legitimate 280 pounds, but I have already okay. okay, I great. don't want to get down to 250, 240. I just want to okay. continue to get in shape. But yes. when I'm on the road doing different things, how can I create these habits that I do that are like little breaks in between? Is that what you're recommending? Like five minutes here, 10 minutes here? Well, you can start, there. yeah, you can start small and you can start with whatever aspect of health you want. You can start with, you know, hydration. You know, the goal is to drink, you know, half your body. Um, the ounces, half the ounces in body weight. So if you weigh, you know, 240 pounds and you'd want to um, um, have like 170 um, ounces or 200 pounds, you want to drink 100 ounces. Um, you want to uh, make sure you get adequate rest, not only sleep, but rest. You know, you can work around that um, with the water. You know, you can um, you know set a water bottle by your bedside. So as, as soon as you wake up, after I wake up, I will take two sips. Or after so, how many, so how's that going? Like bottles of water a day, if you were um, specific. Amount. So like a um, hundred ounces is like 30, um, three 30 ounce containers or um, like 32 ounce containers. It depends on what kind of container you have for your water. But, um, you know, you can also do, um, you know, make sure you rest seven to nine hours of sleep. You can also eat nutritionally um, with, if you want to do physical exercises, you know, after you um, get out of the car, you could do, you know, push-ups or when you go to the restroom, you could do push-ups um, when you um, are waiting on a coffee, coffee machine or, you know, whatever you can do some squats, you can add, you know, all kinds of different activity in it's like this no extra time you know it's like you can add these activities in to help build your strength like you know when your coffee maker's warming up in the morning you know you can do push-ups sit-ups squatting habits because right think about 30 minutes if you did five minutes but if you you know i do like an infusion of exercise of 35 30 to 45 minutes no break free weights and also uh abs and all that stuff at the same time right. it's really on the path then when you don't have a gym try to add some of these components of exercises throughout the day at five minutes increments where you know you're waiting for something and all that that's fantastic exactly idea. and you can use you know resistance bands you know any of those types of things um you can you know, fit it in and you also want to make sure you celebrate and we, um bj fogg the inventor of this tiny habits behavioral science design he talks about he'd like to get celebration up there with gratitude and mindfulness you know where people are celebrating more so that that's you know reinforcing all the good you know things in your um, brain. So you'll, you know, build your habits in that fashion. Fantastic. Where can people find information on you and learn more about you? Um, the Tiny Habits um, website, um, tinyhabits.com. Tinyhabits.com um, has all the coaches and I'm Cindy Acrehammon there or Cindy Acreham, Cindy, Cynthia Acrehammon at tinyhabitscoach.com. And we offer free five-day boot camps that people can learn you know, just the basic design and recipe of after I, the, the that's the A, after the B, which is the behavior I will, and then C is a celebration. And there's, you know, he's got a great book. He's got an audible. There's all kinds of I'm great recipes. Have him on my show. That's what I'll probably Oh, you should. Yeah. He yeah. is fabulous. Yeah, that's Absolutely. what I learned, learned firsthand. And definitely look at uh, checking out his book and definitely checking you out. So tiny habits. I'm going to yes. look at 
developing the tiny health habits, but other types of habits that I can add in at five minute increments. So I appreciate it, Cindy. Thanks for stopping by. And thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. You're welcome. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley Show. And we'll be back in just a moment. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.